namo tassa bhagavato arhato samma sambuddhassa namo tassa bhagavato arhato samma sambuddhassa namo tassa bhagavato arhato samma sambuddhassa buddhang dhammang sankhang namasami and this was from the Sangyutta, Venerable Nyantiloka's translation. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion. This, O monks, is called the unconditioned. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion. This, O monks, is called the boundless. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion. This, O monks, is called freedom from bias. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion. This, O monks, is called the true. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion. This, O monks, is called the further shore. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion. This, O monks, is called the subtle. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion. This, O monks, is called the inconceivable. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion. This, O monks, is called the ageless. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion, this, O monks, is called the permanent. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion, this, O monks, is called the beyond of all manifoldness. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion, this, O monks, is called the peaceful. The vanishing of greed, Hate and delusion, this, O monks, is called the deathless. The vanishing of greed, hate and delusion, this, O monks, is called the sublime. The vanishing of greed, hate and delusion, this, O monks, is called the auspicious. The vanishing of greed, hate and delusion, this, O monks, is called the safety. The vanishing of greed, hate and delusion, this, O monks, is called the wondrous. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion, this, O monks, is called the sorrowless. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion, this, O monks, is called the safety. Uh, this, O monks, is called Nibbana. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion, this, O monks, is called the unoppressed. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion, this, O monks, is called the detached. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion, this, O monks, is called the isle. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion, this, O monks, is called the shelter. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion, this, O monks, is called the refuge. The vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion, this, O monks, is called the final aim. So we started with that. So we finish. Um, so the you know as as a community and as individuals we face sometimes things are harmonious and sometimes they're not harmonious. Sometimes um, inwardly or things flow well. Sometimes we have a lot of hindrances coming forth um, and that's just in the nature of, of existence, a social existence of, of, our, of our inner existence and if we keep in mind that 
that recommendation, the vanishing of greed, hate, and delusion, we have a we have a good uh, we have good aim. We have um, good direction. Uh, we have we have a pretty clear understanding of what we need to do moment by moment. If we lose that sense of vanishing greed, hate, and delusion, say if if there is some discord in the community, and um, we get drawn into that discord and we lose that sense of of the vanishing of greed, hate and delusion, then we can certainly kind of get caught up in those things and then create bad karma for ourselves uh, and then that ricochets in our community and so on. So the nature of, of conflicts that might might arise, um, always you know, if we always keep in that mind, just try not to create any bad karma here. This is my own, my I just 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 do your very best to just don't create any bad karma in your own mind, right? And and that usually gives the best possible solution because it's just the nature of things. You know? There are misunderstandings and there are people who don't fit and so on. And we need to talk about that. There's nothing wrong talking about it. But if our inner world is um, if we're always making making um, honest and and uh, clear assessments about our inner world, I say, well, and is my mind moving to greed, hatred, delusion? Then, if it is, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm feeling socially confused by a situation, I go to some other monk, I say, hey, this is really, this is throwing me, I don't know what's happening, I get some reflection off them, right? Uh, before, you know, before I do anything, and then that's how we work as a sangha, right? We, 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 uh, we kind of try to talk it through. Why, 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 why am I so upset? Why is the difficulty here? But if we just keep in mind the vanishing of greed, hatred, and delusion, then it's very obvious that even though I might, one person might be wrong and I might be right, to act from anger out of that rightness would be not the vanishing of greed, hatred, and delusion. It would be the perpetuation of hatred and delusion. Right. So, so. When we talk about right understanding and right intention and right action and right speech, it's not, it's not necessarily like I'm 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 uh, I'm right and you're wrong. Those those exist too for sure. Yeah, that's that's true. But like, what is right in terms of the vanishing of greed, hatred, and delusion? And that's always a it's a kind of balancing thing in our own hearts, and then we do the best we can in in community. So that you know that that famous uh, simile in the. In the suit, this is where you have the two acrobats, the younger and the older, and the older one is saying, I'll, uh, I'll watch out for your balance, and you watch out for my balance, and we'll be okay. And the younger one says, no, 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 I watch out for my own balance, you watch out for your own balance, then we'll be okay. And it's true, isn't it? If, you, if, each, if, a, if each of us is watching out for our own balance, then uh, if someone else is imbalanced, at least we're reflecting balance back. We're very helpful to each other. And we can't expect... Everyone to be balanced all the time, just to, you know, it's just just the nature of things. So, so if we just just do that, um, then then things work out that way. Uh, and and in terms of what we face as individuals and as a community, the, the you know one of the words they have in, in Western culture is intentional community. I don't know if you have that kind of idea in Thai, but in intentional communities where people come together to to live as, as, as a community intentionally. Well, we have a community with practices intention, right? Because this is jetana or this is kamma. And, and, and intention is obviously very, very important. The way we, 
the way we direct our thinking, the way we direct our, our speaking, and the, the, the way we direct our, our acting, the, our actions. And Samasankapa is that, you know, Samasankapa Sama comes from, from right understanding, right? Uh, I, I see clearly, I see Dhamma clearly. From that, my intentions and thoughts and direction of my life, uh, the intention behind it is clear because I have right understanding. It's not right understanding just in terms of right doctrine, is it? It's also not right understanding in terms of just um, um, my some kind of my 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 knowledge base. My just just because I'm right knowledge wise, I might still be coming from some some fear, some delusion of some sort. So it's it's more like the intention is to not grasp the the kandas, to not not grasp the ego views, to not grasp hatred, delusion in its various ways, and that's right intention. And and when we when we face uh, uh, challenges, which we all will for the next three months and this lifetime, um, then to put in clear intentions is very very helpful. First of all, to see what kind of intentions we are making towards this moment, what what attitudes we are. Applying what efforts we are applying to the the way this moment is uh, un, unraveling, unveiling itself, the way it's presenting itself, and that means that our intent, first and foremost, our intention has to be to to be fully conscious, to to before you know to before we can really understand any moment, and how it's manifesting, we have to be fully conscious. We have to be awake, puru, and that's why, in the Thai force tradition, we're always hammering on puru. You know, really know what's going on. Doesn't mean that you're happy or that you haven't got kilesa running through your mind or that everything's hunky dory. Doesn't mean that at all. It just means you know. You know, you're fully conscious. Wow, I'm really upset right now. Or, gosh, this is really sabai right now. You really, you fully know that. So making things uh, fully conscious is is constant, constant, constant practice. It's just all the time, all the time. Puru. And young Niang again and again and again. It's like this again, and getting really good at that. Getting really, really good at that. As a very, it's a very conscious thing you do. You know, like you, you're very, you, you, you make intentions to be fully conscious. Doesn't sound like much, but it's actually quite hard, because sometimes we can be um, inadvertently trying very, very hard, but we're driven by some kind of. Um, agenda of attaining that's a very common one with monks isn't it we're trying to attain something and we don't see that behind there we're not fully conscious of that so um, again and again repeating that that sort of mantra to yourself what's it like now what's it like to be Viridhamma right now and then you don't answer it necessarily with, with a thought you answer it with, with, a, with an awakened consciousness it's like this and then, and then from that, you start to then you you can make clear intentions about practice, and that is practice. I mean, that is practice. But, but, very much like with 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 um, difficult states of mind that come up, like maybe you know, like a lot of dullness or sleepiness coming up, or you know, concern or worry coming up, or fear, or, or or maybe painful feelings or whatever, to make. Then make you know make it make it fully conscious, but then make the intention to, to develop the paramita. And I was talking about that earlier, and we all we all kind of know that, you know, we all agree, you know, that that a way of practice is to develop parami. But sometimes we don't make it fully conscious, and we don't 
we don't make that intention clear to ourselves. And and this is it's actually very very helpful. Like like if if um, if, if I'm like if I'm concerned about a person that's that's here, and uh, and I'm worried about him, and uh, lay people talk to me, and think, oh, this this you know this is difficult, and then I worry some more. Uh, I, that's one of my kiles. <laughs> and and I see that worry coming up, coming up. Then if I say, no, 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 very dumb, this is a chance to develop aditana and patience. You know, so so the worry comes up because I'm. You know, I'm seeing your monk, and I and I have a tendency towards be to be fearful, and and you know, kind of an anxious kind of personality sometimes. Uh, so that's a tendency which I, I know is there. So then some button presses it, and I start to worry. Uh, and then then if I make that like first of all, I make it fully conscious. Wow, yeah, you're really worried about this, aren't you? Yeah, okay, worried. I I know what's going on then, but then it keeps coming back because of its karmic power. It has it has power. It's not my fault. It's just the karmic makeup of this being. And then if I if I make a clear intention, okay, this is a chance to develop barmi, the barmi of patience and endurance, and the determination to develop patience and endurance and not follow it, not get lost in it, to see the cessation, to see the ending, to see the disappearing of delusion, and it keeps coming up. And then there's the 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 the, the clear intention, the aditana. To, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be patient with this. It comes up. No, I'm just gonna practice. This is a chance to develop patience, and this, that statement I find very helpful. That clear statement to myself: What am I doing here right now? As opposed to, oh God, there's that state of mind again. Oh, I better do some summit to practice. I have to do something about it. Sort of, just sort of struggling with it, but not making a clear, having a clear idea. Well, I mean, what's the struggle? Well, what's the usefulness here? Whereas if I make it. Something this is useful, Viridhamma. You know, this is strong karma. If you can just be with it, you know, you can clear a lot of this karma. Just be patient, be patient, be patient. And then speech wants to go. So don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. You know. And that's that's like samasankapa. That's to me right, right intention, right thinking. And that's very helpful because um, then you, you really know what you're doing. You know, you really know what you're doing. You're fully conscious, and you know you are practicing. You're practicing this way. The state of mind might be obviously, you know, really boring and horrible. Uh, but now it's it, it 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 has a way of not overwhelming you and, and um, not ha- having meaning, I suppose. Huh? When I look at it, it's like even even something which is so repetitively um, boring or or whatever, it has meaning now, and the meaning is given it because I need to develop our me. This is a, this is a difficult, difficult comma for me. This comma will cease. Follow to the cessation. And so you keep, you keep uh, like aiming your practice in that way and reminding yourself of what you're doing. Very fruitful. It gives, gives a really good, uh, a good way of practice and gives very, very good results. So we we live an intentional life, and and uh, we we if if we're just trying to get somewhere, like if if we fall into the trap of uh, happiness is good and, and 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 unhappiness is bad, kind of, or 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 peace of mind is good and confusion is bad, or uh, deep deep stillness is good. And this restlessness is bad. We just get into caught into that dichotomy, 
then quite often the restlessness or the boredom or the dullness or sleepiness, you know, we, 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 it's like this struggle which is meaningless. But if we put this other attitude in, that, that uh, there is value in restlessness, there's nothing wrong, there's actually value here in developing ourselves, then, it's, then, then it does become meaningful. It's very, very meaningful, and 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 the whole idea of barmi is very important in 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 uh, in the laying the kind of laying a foundation of enlightenment. It's very, very important in Theravada Buddhism, and and certainly the Thai Force tradition would would stress that a lot. And Lopacha, you know, it's interesting now these these years, his statements to me become more and more meaningful. Oton, <laughs> just just endure, Veradam. I don't want to endure. I want to be peaceful. You know, no, just endure. What tone? What tone? What tone? And and funny that you know, that keeps coming back that that simple simple suggestion. But the intentionality of that is, is I think sometimes we miss it. We kind of we know that as a principle, you know. We know, and we know it as a principle. It makes sense. We're not stupid, you know. We're intelligent people. But sometimes we don't make the intention to practice in that way and to do that work. And I think that's true of much of the teaching, really. You know, whether it's a reflection on uh, Anicca Sanya, like reflection on Anatta, or Paticca uh, Samupada, or first and second, second, third noble truth. You know, these are all teachings which we we understand. They're not they're not beyond us, not by no means. And I think we've investigated them enough that they're there. The information is there. But what sometimes I think is lacking is this kind of clear intention that this is what I'm doing. I'm now doing uh, the Four Noble Truths. Right now, as I'm suffering, I'm, I'm really making conscious dukkha. And I'm, 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 I'm aware of the cause. And I'm, and I'm putting down the cause. You know, we're making conscious that very teaching constantly. And this is what we mean by Pijarana, I think in Thai, I don't know, maybe, yeah, like your Kantla your or, or Dhamma Vijaya in Nepali or, or contemplation in, in, in Western, Western spiritual traditions. The, the contemplative mind makes alive the teachings which you already understand, which you study. Study is important, you know, study is important to get, to get your intellectual head around it. Like, like so my, I know my early years just struggling with, well, what is this dependent origination anyway, and and how does it? What's this three characteristic stuff about, and uh, and how does that fit into the four noble truths? So it's like intellectual. It's like a such, a such a new, new universe. It took a lot of lot of kind of heavy duty thinking, <laughs> heavy duty thinking, just to kind of intellectually understand what the project was, and what the path was, and that was actually very. A challenging intellectually and very rewarding uh, intellectually too. And then, from that that intellectual work, you, you, then you have to obviously make it alive because it's still it's still someone else's uh, information. Now, I haven't made it my own yet. So the Buddha gives me some information, and Lumpa Cha and Lumpa Sumedho, they give me they give me the information. I process it through my own my own mind, and I. Th- Think I, I think I understand what I'm supposed to be doing now. Of course, I don't yet quite, but at least I've got some part of it. And then I have to apply it, don't I? So it's the application of Dhamma, which I think we all need to be reminded of. And you know, you, you hear these talks again and again and again, and it's not really 
much new under the universe there. But 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 that that making alive of principles we already know is is very very important. And so, like if again, like I was referring to this last month, just reading Lopat Cha's teachings, how how often in those talks he's always saying, you know, my nah, do that constantly. Uncertainty, do that constantly, every time, just do it. And what's he saying there? He's saying, he's not just saying, you know, life changes. No, 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 no. He's saying, use use your mind to look at life through the Dhamma, through the lens of Dhamma. Use your mind to see that this is that which has a nature to arise, has a nature to cease. Kundanyos uh, in, in, in the Dhammachaka Sutta. Why does the Buddha say, well, Kundanyo knows? What does he point to him? What does he know? He knows that, that that which has a nature to arise has a nature to cease. Now that's to me like a contemplative uh, application of, of, of insight which right then, right then, that's it. That's the path. Kuntanya knows the path because he's, he's seeing Dhamma rather than just caught in personal views and opinions. But it's something that, it, that he's taken from the Buddha and now he sees for himself. He sees that in a moment, in a moment, in a moment, each each moment he's seeing it that way. So insights are sometimes like uh, epiphanies, which are like wow, you know, they kind of really, as we say in the sixties, mind blowing experiences. Um, but also insights are like the the I think the mind is an insightful organ when it lets go of sakayaditi personality view. It's an insightful. Like wisdom to me is not the same as knowledge. Knowledge is uh, information which I I use skillfully or unskillfully. But wisdom is more like a, a faculty that applies the insights that I have gleaned from my practice, and but constantly reapplies them. A kind of remembering of 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 dhamma uh, in a not 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 just an informative way. So going back to the to the idea of of uh, of parami, um, read them over. I suggest look at them. Uh, look at Ajahn Sachito's book if you want, or just just write them down. Uh, as this is one of the things I was trained to do. Lompo Sumedho, he said, just just write out some of your lists. You know, he said, just take take the parami list and write it out, and and memorize it. And that's what I would do. I'd memorize the Pali. And the English of whatever list I was going, and then I'd have it on my um, in my kuti somewhere, and then I would take it on pindapad and I would memorize it, and I just get it in my mind, I'd get it in my head, and then um, just because I had been concentrating on that and thinking about it, that that began to ca- that 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 list then would start to come up in my life, you know, it would start to come up, just. Um, without me really reciting it, it would just pop up. And I'd say, oh, yeah, yeah, there's that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. So my, my, the way my mind was, um, and continues, the way my mind is interpreting life is now through Dharma, or through these different aspects of Dharma. That we call Dhamma Vijaya, you know, kind of investigation of Dhamma. And these lists that we have in Theravada Buddhism, there are many, many, many lists, but... You know, just to take one in which looks interesting. You kind of, hmm, yeah, that's interesting. And and go through the, the exercise of memorizing 
memorizing, writing it down, putting it on your table in big letters, whatever you want, looking at it each morning, um, you know, going through it, going through it, going through it. It's bound to start to come up into consciousness. And you're bound to start uh, reflecting on it. If you if you take like the khandas, that's a list. If you take the uh, the paramitas or four noble truths, do do develop like um, do develop the intellectual side too, but not to the extent where you're just parsing everything up into to smaller and smaller sections. That's just like getting more information. But take enough information, like the four noble truths or whatever you want, and study it. Know it well. I know the Pali, know the English, be able to write it out, and and then then keep repeating it, keeping it day in and day out until it just becomes like second hand. Like I think in Thai culture, say that this, so much of this language is in the culture already; it's just a part of uh, everyday speech. You know, for us Westerners, it's we you know we don't have that in our in our psyches. We have different words. We have different words. But even in Thailand, people can know the words, but sometimes not have that kind of active contemplative part going. So, in terms of like what you're doing these three months, I would suggest you do some study. But, but you, you know, you learn how to study in a way where it's stimulating your contemplative mind rather than just accumulating information. And to stimulate your contemplative mind, you don't need that many concepts. You know, you just need a few. You just need a few, and then you stimulate those by looking at it, and then then thinking about it and seeing how it operates, and that's very rewarding. So then, putting that kind of dharma information into your consciousness means that throughout the day, your perspective is now not just economic, not just physiological, not just historical, not just sociological. Right, all these different ways that we relate. But it's relating through Dhamma, and that's a way of breaking down personality view. You know, personality view is always the kind of sociological way I look at myself, me and you, or the historical way I look at myself, me and me in my history, or what I'm going to do, and so on. So, so much of our our thinking and and attention is wrapped up in sakayaditi, me, 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 and through our personal histories and the problems we're having in the. And, and such like, and obviously we want to break that down. So we see life as khandas, we see life as barami, we see life as four noble truths, we see life as dependent origination. Whatever way you want to do that, and and that's that's how you use study. That's how you use study to to get into the mind different ways of observing your experience. Right? And then you still have your you know you still you you have your personal history. You have the sociological part of your life, but then also the lens, the aspect, the attitude that you're bringing to this now is Dhamma. Huh? And, and so, like the parami, if I, if I say to myself, this old kama comes up really, really strong, and I can say to myself, okay, this is a chance to develop patience. Okay, what's patience within this? What would patience mean within this worry, you see? So already I'm, I'm, I'm looking at worry in a different way than, gosh, how am I going to solve the problem? Or, oh, I have to get my meditation object and get rid of this worry. You know, I'm not really fully conscious of the karma of my mind, and I'm just reacting through it, through good intention. Right? But I'm not really saying, well, what's, what is worry? And what is patience? 
How do I apply? And what's determination? How would I do that? And so I learned. I learned about determination and patience within the karma of worry. And I get better at it. I get better and better at it. And that becomes that. And you can see that attitude then builds up the barami. Then the barami become a foundation for upeka, for understanding, what, what, for, for insight and so on and so forth. So they become a foundation. And again, it makes all this stuff that we go through as human beings, it makes it meaningful. It really does. Because you know, uh, I was just talking to Venerable Chunda. He's doing well. He's doing well. He thanks everyone for their kindness. And, uh, and uh, he, was, he was reminding me of something that Venerable Tanishro said. He said, no one would pay to watch the movie going on in your own mind. <laughs> if people had to, to pay money to watch the movie going through your own jitta, they'd throw tomatoes at it. <laughs> so it's actually quite, quite difficult watching one's own grumbling and one's own pain or one's own restlessness. That's, that's very, it's very courageous actually and difficult to do. But to make it meaningful, to make it meaningful, we have to bring Dhamma into it. Otherwise, it's just this horrible movie most of the time, <laughs> or a difficult movie, whatever. Maybe not most of the time, but but to you know to bring meaning into it, you bring Dhamma into it. That's that's the, that's the beauty of having a teaching, this beautiful teaching. And then there's the challenge of, of of using those ideas and using those concepts to liberate the heart and come to that to that sutta, the vanishing of greed, hatred, and delusion is the unconditioned, is the deathless. All right? I'll leave that for your reflection. Sadhu, sadhu.